Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited today to be talking all about learning and the things that we need to learn in order to achieve our big, bold goals. Because many times when we decide we want to set on this journey to achieve something really big, we just don't always have the roadmap or the knowledge to get there. So this month we are talking all about learning. Today I'm excited to introduce you to my guest, Sahara Rose DeVore. She is a wellness travel coach and the founder of the Travel Coach Network, a global community of travel coaches. She went from being a broke college student. I don't know if you've ever been there, but many of us have. Mm -hmm to traveling to 84 countries solo and to becoming the CEO of her very own travel business. And she truly believes that there is more to a travel career than just blogging and booking trips, which led her to creating the world's first and only ICF accredited certification program for travel coaches. So today we'll dive into all the things that she needed to learn in order to crush her bold goals and how she's teaching others to do the same. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me. I love your story. I know when I saw your bio, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to talk to her. So tell me about this journey. You went from being a broke college student to traveling 84 countries. How did this come about? And wow, what was that experience like? Yeah, like you like you said there. Yeah, no one's been there before, right? Not, yeah. No one's been a broke college student. I think uh, the majority of, of us have. Uh, yeah, I guess it all started. I was uh, I grew up as an only child to a single mom and we were in a very middle-class family. We, you know, barely had food on the table. Sometimes if we didn't eat at my grandparents' house where my babysitters, then we didn't have food until we went back the next day. So, um, I never had this mindset that I could go somewhere far away or, and also no one in my family really traveled. We, no one talked about traveling. My grandmother, she never had been on a plane in her life. Our concept of traveling was in the family van from Wisconsin down to Texas across the border to Mexico, where my grandmother was from, um, to visit family, but no one traveled for business. It just wasn't a part of our family culture. And, um, I, but I always knew that I was going to do something big one day. Um, I don't know where it came from within me. Um, I always say that I'm an anomaly, uh, of where I come from. Like I'm, you know, if you know anything about Wisconsin, I'm not the typical Wisconsinite. I'm not much of a cheese eater or beer drinker. <laughs> um, and as an only child, uh, instead of being, um, you know, someone who's quite timid or any of those stereotypes we hear for, about being an only child or waiting to go with someone, I knew that, you know, I was always independent. I knew mm -hmm. that I could take care of myself. I never needed anyone to really be there to hold my hand with anything. And that skill or that my mentality also 
um, translates into business um, as well when I started my businesses. But when I, I also though, was never someone who knew exactly what I wanted to do. I Mm. knew I didn't know in high school what I wanted to graduate or go into college for. When I got into college, I didn't actually know what I wanted to study. And luckily, most universities, you kind of have to take random courses anyways the first couple of years. But it was the third year of university, um, my junior year, and I was moving back from across state uh, from Arizona to Chicago. And there was a hospitality and tourism program that I came across online and I had one opportunity to try to find a school to, to get into and to move to Chicago before school started so that my credits would take and said, Hey, travel sounds cool. Who doesn't like traveling? Right. Yeah. I've heard about this thing called backpacking Europe one time, or, you know, when I was in high school, I've heard of people doing that. I was like, I think that would be cool to do one day. So in that program, I was really inspired by all the students, the foreign exchange students that were there. My my professor had traveled quite a bit, obviously, and everything I was learning. And when I graduated, um, I had saved enough money um, from that time was about two years to start traveling. And like I said, I was a broke college student. I lived in Chicago at now that rent was cheap, but my rent at the time for a studio was a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And now I think people are hoping they can get a thousand dollars a month. Right. But I had to change my money mindset. So growing up without very much money, I, my tendency was to grasp on money. And, but I had to learn that, you know, you have to kind of give and take what you want in life. And so I did that with my time and my money. With my time, I started working as um, many jobs as I could that were flexible so I can uh, save money. And instead of spending money on things that my friends were spending money on, like going out and drinking, and I was in the restaurant industry. So pretty much if anyone in the restaurant industry knows what you do after your shift, you go out and drink and you hang out with your friends, but then you kind of blow all your cash, right? So I was just filling my schedule with work and I was just, you know, if, before I knew it, I saved, I changed how I managed my money and where I spent my money and how I saved my money. And I, um, I didn't have a car, got rid of my TV and everything. And I had enough money to go traveling. And again, I wasn't someone who needed to wait to someone to give me the approval to go or to ask to someone to come with me. Mm-hmm. I was ready. And I thought I was going to go for a month and a half and it, I blinked and I got bit by the travel bug and I packed a backpack after that first two months, a month and a half in Europe. And I booked another trip to Central America uh, for two months. And fast forward 10 years, I had kept going. Wow. So you traveled for 10 years, 10 years on and off. Yeah. I would come back home um, every so often. Uh, I would go anywhere between two weeks to six months. I went on several six months trips. Um, but my mom is, uh, back home. So I don't want to be away from her too long. And I would come back to see her and my dog and I would come back to make money. I never worked while I traveled either back then. Oh, wow. So you had this goal of just traveling. It didn't set out at the beginning. Like I am going to go visit 84 countries and travel 10 years. It just kind of like evolved over time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think you really needed to learn in order to achieve your goal of being able to even travel? I had to learn one, you know, changing, like I said, the mindset around money was a big thing, obviously, but also to learn that to debunk 
the myths around travel too, that it doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't, and it isn't necessarily dangerous and Mm -hmm. that you can do it alone and you can make it into a lifestyle. So I had to unlearn a lot of things that I had heard and learned about also. Um, But then when it came to maintaining the lifestyle um, and even just being a traveler, there's so much to learn within that, how to, you know, take care of yourself, protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, be aware of your surroundings. So travelers, those who also, I traveled a lot to underdeveloped or developing countries. Yeah. I gravitated more towards the culture and the destinations like that, but it being a solo female. So of course I have to be my more heightened and aware of my surroundings and everything too. But so being a traveler, there's so many things to learn, but to have the lifestyle you, that you want, you have to learn that no one is going to make it happen mm-hmm. than yourself. Yeah. And also you can learn that you don't have to do what society or family pressures ask of you. And I understand that there are many cultures where expectations are just different barriers around it, but I can speak from mostly like societal pressures that, um, and like just the economy where people are like, well, you graduated university. The next thing to do is get a job, get a job. the corporate ladder, figure out your life, settle down. I heard this from people all the time. I'd come back home and my mom's friends or people I worked with in my job would be like, when are you going to come home and figure things out, figure things out? And when are you going to settle down and buy a house? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you can learn that you don't have to need what other people want also, or you don't have to want what other people want and that you can really just design the lifestyle that you, that Mm -hmm. suits you and that you're interested in. And that, you know, really fills Mm -hmm. your own life bucket because anything really is possible. But like I said, it's up to you to figure it out. Yeah. And I think one, one of the the questions that I had for you that you just answered was, what did you need to unlearn? And that really is that everybody has to have that cookie cutter life and do all the same things. And there's this path that everyone needs to follow. And I think so often that people go through life and they follow these steps, they choose the path that they're told they're supposed to choose. And then they look back and say, oh, I wish I would have traveled or I wish I would have started my business or I wish I would have done this because they were following all these shoulds. You should do this. You should do that. So I love that you were able to really take a step back and really think about all the things that you truly wanted rather than what other people wanted for you or themselves, or maybe they didn't even want, they just thought they needed to do. Yeah. I knew in my gut, like as soon as I graduated university, I knew that I wanted to do what I wanted to do with my Mm -hmm. life. Um, I've never been someone who's easily influenced by people or anything. Um, so I knew that I, I had to figure things out for myself and find what made me happy and what, what, I wanted out of life and who I wanted to be versus what who others told me I should mm-hmm. do or be. Um, and I knew what I liked and what I didn't like. I knew that I sitting in an office was not going to be for me. I yeah. knew that, you know, waking up and if I don't want to go to my shift for the day and dreading it and trying to get call my friends and coworkers to try to cover my shift, I didn't want to keep doing that. I didn't want someone to tell me 
when I could take a vacation and when I couldn't. And I knew that because I had already experienced all that. I've done all that stuff. And that's why it's so important that people try so many different things Mm -hmm. in their life too, whether it's jobs, you know, you know, even like I used to volunteer a lot. So I got to do different intern, different things. Mm -hmm. So I got the experience in the office space. I got, you know, event planning experience. I got travel planning experience, but I knew what I did not like because in your life, if you don't know what you do want, at least you have to figure out first what you do not want. Get clear on that because that led into my years of trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my love of travel, despite having a degree in hospitality and tourism management. When I graduated, I didn't want to do anything that the industry taught, just taught yeah. me for two years of what is possible. Work at a hotel. Work in hotels. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have no interest in working in, in a hotel. I didn't want to be a flight attendant. Contrary to popular belief, I actually hate flying. Like <laughs> I'm scared of flight, of flying. So I didn't want to do all those things. But even though, so that left me in a place saying, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. But trusting my gut, I knew that I would gift gift myself the time to just explore, explore yeah. not only my options and interests, but explore the world. And I always said, I gave myself by the age of 30. I said, when I turn 30, I will quote unquote, figure things out. I will figure out my life. And <laughs> 30 came and I still didn't come across a job or a career or company that really intrigued me that, you know, combined my interests. So I said, I have to build it myself and I have to create it myself, whatever that might be. And when I turned 30, I started figuring out what I wanted. And that's when I realized that I wanted to be a travel coach and that I wanted to help other travelers as well, figure out, you know, Mm. who felt like I did, who wanted to do more with their love of travel too. Yeah. I love that. And so you decided that you were going to create this program that was more of a travel coach program. While you were traveling, did you come across any resources to help you learn or really, you know, figure it out? Or did you figure it out pretty much all on your own? Yeah, well, I, so I essentially do two things. I'm a wellness travel coach myself and I help uh, companies, whether it's travel and hospitality brands, corporate wellness, business travel, embrace and embody the value of travel and people's well-being. Love it. Um, when it comes to the Travel Coach Network, I run the Travel Coach Certification Program and different various courses and programs in there that are geared towards travel professionals, travelers, trying to build a business and become travel coaches or combine what it is they do with travel coaching. Um, so I learned a lot in both phases. One, during my travels, I, when I was still trying to figure things out, I always help people identify, and it doesn't have to necessarily be while you're traveling, but in life, if you don't know what you want to do, like we said, identify what you don't want, but open your eyes and ears to what's going on in the industry Mm -hmm. that you're interested in, whatever it might be. So when I was traveling, I realized the trends I saw, I taught to other travelers and asked why they were traveling, what traveling meant to them, what were their underlying reasons for traveling. I saw, I, I traveled during a really prime time in the industry as well. So there was a rise of technology in travel with apps and navigation and booking platforms. Um, I saw, I got to learn what people liked, what they didn't like what they use, what they didn't use. Um, and I got really like a hands-on experience, the rise of social media and how it impacted travel as well, the rise of the influencer industry. So with that knowledge, I got to cherry pick 
you know, what it is I liked and didn't like, but also I saw void shortages in the industry. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, no one is doing this or no one is talking about something other than if you want a career in travel, you have to plan and book trips or you can be a blogger or a travel writer. Yeah. And, and, and of course there's like other little jobs and other jobs in between like flight attendant or hotels or something, but I already knew I didn't like those. Yeah. So I said, well, now we have all this innovation and I still don't like any of these jobs. There has to be something more meaningful. And I know if I felt that way, there must've been a whole world of other travelers who felt the way too, because travel is so personal and everyone embraces and bodies and values travel in different ways. Um, and it's so healing for people in different ways too. So that's when I realized that I saw the rise of the coaching industry and I said, well, there's life coaches, health, fitness, business coaches. I want to be a travel coach. And when I did that and I started focusing and figuring out what area of interest I wanted to do, which was wellness in, in the corporate world. But I had many travelers and travel professionals reaching out saying, well, what is travel coaching? I might be interested. I might actually yeah. already be doing it and didn't know it was a name. And so that's when I founded the Travel Coach Network. I know that you're driven, creative, have a brilliant vision and big dreams for yourself. And that's why I'm so wild about you and this community of bold goal crushers. And it's because you have it all going for you. I wanted to send you something super fun that my online business mentor, Amy Porterfield, just released. It's a science-backed success hack to help you nail down your unique vision of success down to the detail and to help you reach that success way faster. And did I mention it's totally free? Like I said, it's fun. So please download Amy's audio guide. And in this guide, Amy will help you take a baseline snapshot of your before, what you have, where you are and what you experience today, get crystal clear on your most true-to-you vision of success so you can confidently work towards what you really want out of life, and create a plan to make your vision a reality, down to scaling action items into your calendar. Yep, Amy has helped literally hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs start online businesses, and she was there when I first launched mine. And she's helped them take them from daydreaming to lifestyles. So please know that I trust you in her capable hands when it comes to pinning down where you want to go so that getting there becomes 10 times simpler. So go ahead right now and pause this podcast, jump in the show notes and grab that link and grab Amy's audio guide, pop in your headphones, enjoy 15 peaceful minutes of looking within so you can move forward with confidence because you know I am cheering you on so you can achieve your bold goals. Don't forget to pause the show jump in the notes and grab that audio guide link. I love it. And I think one of the coolest things is that many times people think they need to have the whole story and all figured out or be a complete expert in something. Now you are pretty much an expert because you have traveled to 84 countries, but, um, 
that you have to have a degree in yeah. order to teach other people. And while I'm sure your college degree was great, that's really not the case. You learned as you went, and I'm sure your business has evolved. And I think so many times people wait to get started helping others because they think that they don't have it all figured out. And I love how you were able to jump in and create a void and, and almost kind of a new industry. You're like a disruptor a little bit of creating a void in the travel industry where people think you either have to be an agent and book trips or you know, be a blogger. And I think that's kind of evolved over time as well. So I love that you were able to create what you saw was missing. Tell me a little bit about that journey at first. How, how did it go? Well, my initial, like I said, I started at just figuring out what kind of travel coach I wanted to be. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not someone who gets hung up on definitions uh, that, you know, an industry builds uh, something around. Um, so just because I said coaching, yeah. I knew that I don't personally like doing one-on-one coaching. Yeah. I want my vision for what I do in life. And it reflects in my business is always bigger. I always want to, I want to make a bigger impact. I want to create something bigger. And so I knew I wanted to work with companies on a bigger scale, yeah. but only time I do one-on-one coaching is with those in my net in the travel coach network. And those, so that's more, uh, business owners, um, mm-hmm. not clients, um, as travelers, but there's just so much that you could do and yeah. you have to figure out what does that look like? So when I was building and, and identifying what my business is going to look like and how am I going to define travel coaching? Because now that the industry has grown, there's several definitions out there, yeah, which is totally fine. So I knew I had to define travel coaching within the travel coach network um, and what that means within um, my platform. And, you know, the same thing when it came to how I define wellness travel and how I, my perspective of it is. And, and those two and being able to do that and, and create your own definition of something and back that with your reasoning of why yeah. are honestly one of the main reasons why my wellness travel coaching has taken off tremendously. And then also the travel coach network and travel coaching has taken off tremendously because I said, well, this is how I define things, or yeah. this is what my perspective or approach is. So I always tell people to create some sort of structure or framework with whatever it is you're doing. Your what is your messaging? You know, whatever it is you want to do in life, what would what do you want your ideal audience and clients to know or believe in? Yeah. And run with that messaging because within the wellness travel industry, I I get companies all sorts, shapes, and everything coming out of the woodworks and wanting to really reinvent wellness travel within their brand. But and I stand out to them because I'm authentic with Mm -hmm. my messaging. And that's what I had to learn that that got me further than trying to sculpt my voice to fit what every, the mold that everyone else has defined out there. And I would be doing my, both of my businesses a complete disservice. uh, And I would literally probably be left in the dust right now if I had done that because one, it's not authentic to me and it doesn't align with my vision and, and my, my brand and my messaging. And two, because that's not what I believe in. I don't believe that wellness travel is strictly spas, gyms, yoga retreats, and wellness centers. That's not yeah. my perspective. Um, for those who do, that's to- that's amazing. Do your thing. For well, for travel coaching, I don't believe that just because you love travel and have knowledge and expertise that you have to plan and book 
trips for people. There's yeah. so much more you can do. Um, so it's just really just, you know, figuring out where your heart lies in your business and your branding and, and, and going with that. I love that. So where do you go for mentorship or professional and personal development and growth personally? Oh my God. That's such a good question because other than like really crafting uh, an authentic message for yourself, I always rave about mentorship and advisors. Honestly, I have worked with so many and I, and they come from all over. Mm-hmm. Um, my very first mentor is David Meltzer, the, um, one of the executive producers of the show uh, Elevator Pitch on entrepreneur.com. Mm-hmm. And I saw him on the show when I was watching it and I followed him on link on Instagram and I reached out and asked. And something I learned from him was to just go and ask. So I got a lot of my mentors by just finding people in these different industries that I really admired. Either they did something I want to do, they've accomplished something I want to do, they their values resonate with me, mm-hmm. their um, missions resonate with me, and I reach out and I ask them, "Hey, do you offer any sort of a mentorship or advising, um, or any sort of like program or something? I am in this place that I need more help." That's awesome, and I love this that you just asked him. <laughs> I mean, it's so simple, but, you know, I come from a fundraising background and we always teach our new fundraisers. They're like, do you know the number one reason? And this is scientifically based, but do you know the number one reason people don't give? And they're like, they come up with all these things. And the answer is they weren't asked. And it's so simple, but yet so many times we just don't ask for what we're, what we need or want. And the answer can be, no, it's not a problem, but if you don't ask, you don't, you don't get it. It's kind of like the lottery. You'll never win the lottery. (laughs) You don't play. So there's that. I didn't, in case you're wondering, I did not win the Illinois ticket that won the billion dollars or something the other day. I know. I know. I I'm not a lottery lottery player on you. There's my fiance, but my mom likes to buy tickets. And so she convinced us, um, you know, we really did see the value in it. But unfortunately, we did not either, yeah. which is totally fine. Um, oh, I hope it went to someone who definitely, definitely needed it. Um, but yeah, that's so true. And what I hear a lot is that people say, well, or they're afraid of hearing no. They're, yeah. they're afraid of getting, you know, what they feel rejected or, or they assume someone is too busy. They must yeah. be too busy because they're at this level to, to bother them. I don't want to bother them, but you're, you, if you know what you yeah. want, like you said, you have to go for it. And yeah. it could be the same thing for a job. It could be the same thing for anything. If you you know want to work with a brand or a company, ask them, you know, yeah. if there's something going on, I always say like, And it's funny that your topic is learning because I always talk about in my network, I say, do your research. And what I mean by that is like, pay attention to what's going Mm -hmm. on in the industries, not only just travel and hospitality, but whatever area that they're interested in. It could be sustainability. It could be wellness. It could be um, the medical industry. It could be, you know, whatever it is, everyone focuses on something so different, but do your research, see what companies are doing, see what's going on read publications, read articles, and, you know, look at studies and statistics and everything, and then formulate your own, you know, idea and and direction for your business. And, and 
reach out to who you're studying, reach out to who you're, who you're, you know, reading about and build connections and relationships too. Yeah. And I think that's so important. It's really about the connections, you know, no longer is the time where you had to have the Encyclopedia Britannica in your basement in order to learn. We have access to so many things that we didn't have, you know, years ago. And so I think it's so, so cool that we're able to just pick up things from other people that aren't experts, that aren't lecturing at universities, that aren't exclusive access. And just being able to reach out to somebody who wrote a book on and reach out to them on social media is so powerful. So I just love that. Mm -hmm. Now I would be remiss if I didn't ask you in all these countries you visited, if you were to recommend a country to someone, what would be your top recommendation? Well, that's a hard, that's always a hard one. So it's similar to when people ask like, what's one of my favorite countries? Um, because everywhere is so different. Um, but if I can give top two. Um, I really have soft, there's a soft place in my heart for the Philippines. And I feel like it's very underrated of, um, a Southeast Asian country to go visit. Thailand is amazing. And I absolutely love it. It's in my top two or top as well. But, um, the Philippines is great with people, culture, affordability, nature, beaches, everything as well. Um, and then another place that I really did love, um, is Israel. And Mm. that's another place that a lot of people from the States also don't travel to. Um, and uh, I spent quite some time in Tel Aviv and traveled around the country a little bit. And I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And the time went by so fast and I really, really want to go back. Cool. If you had to live in another, this is impromptu, but if you had to live in another country, which one would you choose? Um, to be completely honest, I would live here just because of my, my mom is here, my dog and my fiance. But if I had to live in another country, um, it would honestly probably be Thailand. I've spent quite a few months living there and just, I just really like the lifestyle you can have there and how affordable it is to eat and live and, you know, how diverse everything is. It really has a lot that you need to, you know, be happy and survive there too. And, um, and it's really easy to go to other uh, Southeast Asian countries from that, from that area as well. I love it. I haven't been to any Asian countries, but I would live in South Africa. That was the favorite place that I've ever Oh, yeah. traveled Cape to Cape Town. I, I was all over South Africa. Durban is gorgeous. I loved that um, Durban. And then I, I was in Johannesburg, but I would probably Durban or uh, Cape Town. It's probably where Cape I Town go. is stunning. I've, I've been in just the Cape Town, but it yeah. was, it's right up there too. It's, yeah. it's stunning. And I was really surprised of how cheap the food is there when you yeah. go to restaurants and it's yep. like, really nice food too, but it's so cheap. I was like, this is amazing. And this is like totally off topic, but what was really interesting to me is their bathrooms. I know this sounds weird, but they are very colorful people, very decorative and their toilet seats were decorated. Like they 
cat they put uh, like beads and feathers and in the mold of their toilet seats which i have so many pictures of toilet seats from when i was in <laughs> south africa so it's really funny that's but, funny yeah yeah i never would have thought like why can't my toilet seat be colorful resin i guess they were pouring it in resin but that is cool get gotta yeah. order one on does amazon sell them i don't know but probably i probably could but it, it was really funny though when I came back I looked at my camera I was like holy cow I took a lot of pictures of bathrooms <laughs> on this trip anyway so if somebody wanted to work with you or connect with you what would be the best way and what could they expect yeah well if anyone is interested in joining the travel coach network we have a free community in our Facebook group um the travel coach network global community it is on Facebook um there's a free membership um economy class membership on the website as well which has free trainings and workbooks and and literally I give away everything that I did to ignite my wellness travel coaching business um and within the the network what they can expect one is um is, this is very timely. So um, usually the program before offers a private one-on-one -on -one session with me when they join the program, but there's also group uh, ongoing group trainings, which is a great way to get direct help from me because it is really my goal and my mission and my network to help people really build their dream travel-related business. And I say travel-related because whether you want to call yourself a travel coach or strictly be a travel coach, really the possibilities are endless of what you can shape out of your knowledge of travel, but it's really understanding getting to the roots of figuring out, you know, what are you, more, you most passionate about when it comes to helping people and travel? Um, and really just seeing this industry grow is, it's absolutely insane. I've seen, I've had doctors join, you know, doing this, something called pres travel prescription and like, Ooh, I love really that. Yeah, it's really interesting seeing, and I learn from those joining the network as much as they learn from me yeah. too. Um, and really just a community. Um, there's people in here who are become the greatest of friends. They go meet each other, they visit each other, they go to each other's weddings. Like it's really just nice because as as we know, those who love travel really have unique bonds too. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and talking all things travel, but really about learning what you had to, had to learn to grow your business, what you had to learn to step into your goal of traveling and really redefining your life and what you truly want out of life. Because I mean, I think learning is throughout our entire lives. If we're not learning, then we're kind of standing still and you can learn from anyone. So I just loved our discussion and thank you so much. Thank you. All right, bold goal crushers. Just remember when you truly are stepping out to achieve and crush your bold goals, it is all about learning and you can learn from somebody, but you can also step back and reach back and teach somebody. So go out there, crush your goals because they are achievable. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast, where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community, so feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word GOAL. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.